Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Throughout the New Testament, throughout the gospels, people often want the wrong thing from Jesus when they encounter him. It's a variety of different ways, each has its unique particulars, but there is a common thread. People interact with Jesus, they encounter him, and they want not what he's offering, or they want what he's offering, but not when and why he's offering it. Of course, it's common knowledge that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and in fact, many of his own followers, wanted a strong military ruler out of Jesus, one who would restore Israel's former glory, kick out the Romans, and show everybody in the neighborhood who was boss. There are others, of course, who, when they are beside the Sea of Galilee, after he feeds them with the bread and the fish, they want to make him king so they can have that bread and fish gravy train all the time. There are the disciples who, in the midst of a town or two rejecting Jesus, are so indignant by it that they say, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to destroy them, like Sodom and Gomorrah of old? And another place, of course, there is the person who comes up to Jesus in the midst of all the good things that he's doing and says, Lord, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me fairly. These, of course, were all things that Jesus either had done already or certainly could do and do very well, but they're not his purpose. They're not the aim of our Lord Jesus Christ and his ministry and his time in this earth. In today's encounter, we have a similar problem. Mary and Martha. Instead of Jesus' words, Martha, who invited him into their home in the first place, she wants Jesus' management. Now, of course, it must be said, and it's obvious to anybody who gives it two seconds of thought, that things in life need to be done. Like Life doesn't happen unless somebody is doing the work, making sure that stuff happens. It's obviously true for jobs, for occupations. If you go into work and everyone's just sitting there in the break room and nobody gets out and goes out and does the job, well, you're not going to have a product and soon you're not going to have a job. It's true in occupations, but it's also true everywhere else too. Our church, the obvious one, every church really, you have to have doers. You have to have people who will make sure that everything behind the scenes keeps going. And I'm sure you've thought about that before. Whenever you've seen the members who are on the nominations committee that year come at you after a service and you try and figure out how to get away. And we see also today stuff has to get done when you're at your house, when you are at home. Meals don't just magically appear in spite of what we all thought as children. They don't prepare themselves. And moreover, little elves don't sneak into the house at night and pick up our dirty laundry wherever we happen to leave it. It's usually mom. Work has to get done or everything in life is going to go to seed. Someone must do it or it's just not going to happen. 
And indeed, Paul even addresses this problem when it comes to the church, the New Testament church, distributing food to needy members. It says, let a man work or don't let him eat. That is to say, if he can pull his weight and he's not, don't give him anything. What's more, it's not just that we ought to work. Even on top of that, the Lord himself cares about equity. He wants the work to be equitable. If someone can do something and do more, he should, in fact, do it. If someone can do little, he at least should do the little that he is supposed to be. Everybody must do his part. Everybody should be given what is owed. The Pentateuch, the Old Testament, the Proverbs make this abundantly clear. Yes, work must get done. Martha is right. And within what's possible and reasonable, even fairness should be observed. But here's the kicker. That is true, but not at the cost of knowing the Lord and listening to his word. At the end of John 6, when Jesus kind of puts aside being made a bread king for the people and when he goes on this really weird discourse to them about being the bread of, the li- of life who must be eaten to have life, everybody leaves him, it says. All the people that were following him, except for the 12, just is like, that's a bit much, I'm out of here. And then, the thing about that is Jesus gives the 12 an out too. Everyone kind of left and he look, looks at them and says, you want to leave too? You want to skedaddle like they did? But Peter, of course, answers for the group, and he hits the nail on the head, and he says, Lord, to whom should we go? If not you, to whom? You have the words of eternal life. You see, Jesus gave them in that moment when they say, we're going to stick around. No promise of future feedings. Okay, I'm glad you stuck here. I'm going to do more of that feeding miracle. It's going to be great. Or, you know what? He didn't say this. He didn't say Yeah, everyone kind of left after that. Maybe I went a little bit too far, too fast with that bread of life stuff. I'm not going to do that again, guys. No. He doesn't give them any such assurances. But Peter and the rest of the 12 knew that do that or not do that, it was actually immaterial. Eternal life for them was on the table. And for that reason and that reason alone, they kept following him. They stuck with Jesus. Isaiah the prophet in the Old Testament says the word of God when it goes out, when it's preached and read, it never comes back empty. And indeed God's words themselves endure forever. That's no less true for the word of God incarnate, Jesus Christ. His words, spoken to a great multitude on a hill outside of the Sea of Galilee, spoken to a small group in a living room parlor in a little town. His words make wise unto salvation. They bring light to where hearts were formerly darkened. They make alive things that were formerly dead. And for that reason, Mary was right where she needed to be. Of course, it's not that Martha wasn't doing important things, that she wasn't doing things that needed to be done. And it's not that Mary, of course, should never help. Jesus wasn't giving her some sort of precedent from, you know, years later, you know, Martha's like, can you help me? It's like, Mary's like, no, you heard what Jesus said. (laughs) No, that's not what he was doing. It's not that she should never pull her weight. It's just that at that moment, where they were, the Lord was there. The Lord was there speaking, 
So by comparison, what else actually matters? What matters more? Jesus Christ, he both is and he brings truth, life, and salvation. And yes, lunch is important. Setting out for guests is important. But it's not as important as what the Son of God brings. For him to be teaching, but Martha to be focusing on bussing tables, it's kind of a travesty in that moment for Martha, as far as it's concerned. And maybe later on in her life, she thought to herself, that was kind of silly of me. But at any rate, in the moment, Jesus redirects Martha to where she ought to be, with Mary at his feet, listening, learning, treasuring up these things in her heart. And that is precisely where we Christians today ought to be as well. The words Jesus brings to us at church and in our Bibles at home are those of life and salvation. What do you have in life that is more important, more necessary, more beautiful and good than that? What work do you have is more pressing than knowing the Lord and his love for you? Mary, she picked what lasts forever. And coincidentally, so did Carol a little bit ago and so will Brenda in a little bit. And these good portions were not taken from Mary. They won't be taken from you. They won't be taken from any of us. So let us do well and follow their good example. Amen.